This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Wait until you meet our guest today. She's my friend, Nicole Crone, and you are going to love this conversation. We are going to talk about how our thoughts are power. And I'm really, really, really excited to talk with her because she's really great at explaining how to manifest your best life through this, the power of your thoughts and feelings. And we talk on the show about a lot of words that I feel like just get so thrown around in this day and age, like mindfulness and manifesting. And I just love how she talks about them. So I hope that you will too. And let me tell you a little bit officially about Nicole, because you'll understand why she's so good at explaining it. So she is a coactive leadership trained coach and NLP practitioner. She also runs the business My Aligned Purpose alongside her business partner, Kyla Pilecki, who's been on the show. So you can go listen to that one if you love this one. And her background in learning about spirituality came from both a bunch of different yoga certifications um, in Hatha, Yin, and Vinyasa, as well as sitting in ceremony with Peruvian shaman medicine women. But she brings that to her background as a teacher. She was a school teacher, and you'll really hear that throughout this episode. So we're going to get her on in one minute. I just have one short announcement today, actually, which is that this month we have a lot of really fun, exciting workshops. It's kind of like this month and next, but here's the thing. May actually, as we're this is going live, is my birthday month, and I do all sorts of things in my birthday month, including going to yoga myself more often than maybe usual, making sure I connect with friends. Like I have this whole thing about making this the best month. Actually, I'm going to record a podcast on that for you. So stay tuned for that next week. But the other thing that I love doing on my birthday month is more giving. Actually, on my birthday for many years, I've had this practice of giving my kids a present. It's so fun. I love it. And I love teaching. That's one of the ways that I give. So I sat down to make a list of possible workshops that I could teach the Plan Simple community. And I made a list of a bunch. And there were actually 
four that really stuck with me. And I was like, I've got to do these. And yes, I could 100% spread them out over the course of the year. There's many things I could do, but I just felt really excited to teach them in a somewhat different way now. So here's what's happening. I'm teaching three workshops in the next six weeks that are each going to be three hours long. They each have a different flavor to them. They're called plan, whatever it is that you're planning. So the first one is going to be about plan your summer. The second one is going to be to plan a project. And the third one is about to be, is it going to be about planning for your health? And the planning for your health one, we're actually going to have some experts come on in advance to give you some ideas about what it even looks like to plan for your health, but then we're going to make the plan together. But the idea behind these three-hour workshops is that I take you through a process of planning and explain why I think it's really impactful to do to plan in this new different way, which if you're plan adverse, by the way, this is going to feel way different. First of all, the process itself is way different than sitting down, but also doing planning, I think in company and with guidance is just like next level. So highly recommend. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do that for like 20 or 25 minutes. Then I'm actually going to talk you through with planning sheets. I'm going to talk you through making your plan. So you're actually going to plan during the time. Otherwise it would be ridiculous if it was that long. And then I'm going to do some coaching as, as anyone gets stuck. And then you're going to experience actually executing on some of the plan. So let's say in your plan, you're like, oh, I really want to take my family on this camping trip. So we're going to pinpoint that that's really important. And then you're going to take time during our time together to actually go take the first step in making that happen. Or let's say you've been meaning to sign up for camps, but you haven't, you might do that. Or maybe you've been meaning to look up restaurants where you already know you're going on a trip, but you haven't done that. Then you do that. So we'll get, I'll get you really clear on what would help, but short story, you're going to have this plan and you're going to have started moving the plan forward by the time we're done. Isn't that sound fun? So that's the first one is about summer. That's coming up real soon. The second one is about planning for a project. So your project could be making a website, having a launch, anything business related, right? Like um, writing a book, whatever it is that's coming up around that. Or you could do it at home. It could be about decluttering your basement, decluttering your house, doing a project in the house. Maybe you have something you're trying to renovate or maybe you're trying to landscape or grow a garden, right? So any of those things often we think of as to-dos, but they really need to be thought out of as projects. And so I'm going to show you how to do that. We're going to plan out a project. Again, it's going to be very similar in terms of the breakdown. All right. And then toward actually the end of June, we're going to do the same thing around health. And I'm super excited about that. Now, no need to keep you on for three hours for the fourth workshop, which I'm so excited about as well, is that I've been thinking so much lately about time and motherhood, especially around motherhood and that phase where we have teens. And what I've noticed myself having three teens right now, my oldest is about to not be a teen in this fall, but right now I have three teens. And what I've noticed is that in the energy of this season, I've actually had to relearn how to be productive because things that were going down around me were, I was 
I was spending a lot of thought time on. So I feel like when my kids were little, I had to figure out how to be productive in order to match their energy and like running after them. That's how I created balance. But I find I can think for hours about, you know, a kid who's worrying about college or somebody who's worried about their sports event, you know, like I just like, there's so many things, worries that they have that are so easy to carry. And so I've been working with this quite intentionally for three years. And now I'm really ready to show the time piece of this and some really cool things that we can do so that we can come into balance. Because I think the other thing that happens in this phase is that we think, like we thought, when they were five, six, seven, when they were younger, that by the time that they were teenagers, they were going to be so self-sufficient that all of a sudden we were going to have all this time. And in my own personal experience, I found that I actually wanted to be around more, even in this phase, than in any other phase. And that surprised me. And being around obviously takes time. And so I had to rejigger what it means to be productive, what it means to be successful at my work, what it means to be successful as a mom, what I even do as a mom, what's important. And often the things that, I don't know, society tells us take up time, like driving kids all over the world and watching all the sports games and all the things, often that's that's like not what we're going to be talking about. We're not going to be talking about that time. We're going to be thinking more about the brain power. So I'm really excited for that workshop. That's going to be different. That's just going to be me teaching for roughly about an hour. And this is new content. It's not going to be like a polished slide situation. It's going to be a conversation. I'm hoping for lots of conversation and chat around it. And I'm really excited for that. And that's coming up in a few weeks, sort of after Mother's Day, but in honor of Mother's Day. So stay tuned for all that. You can get access to at least the first three or whatever's coming up next as you hear this over on the website. So just head on over to plansimple.com. A pop-up box should actually get you where you need to go. And the other place to find out about events always is Instagram. So between those two places, you should have no trouble signing up. And I hope to see you if any of those things pique your interest. And again, I'm so excited about all of them for very different reasons. And you could 100% come to all of them and just feel like, a real different sense of ease and organization and joy as you head into your summer or your project or really thinking about how you exist in your body at the phase that you're in. All right. And of course, we don't want to forget motherhood. I forgot that one because I'm thinking about the planning ones. All right, y'all. With no further ado, let's get the amazing Nicole on the show. Hello, Nicole. Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. Hi, Mia. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to dive into this topic today because it is something that I'm literally very obsessed with right now. All mm. the things that you do pretty much because <laughs> I have been, it's good, so I'm gonna have a hard time like figuring out where to even start, but I have been really obsessed in the past year with how all the things that you teach basically, like spending time on those things, how they bend time on the other mm. side <laughs> in other mm -hmm. things. And everyone's hopefully getting super curious about what we're going to talk about. But 
But I feel like it's so easy to just think that, you know, if we're going to be building a business, then we have to do these 10 tasks. And if we're going to get healthy, we have to do these 10 things. And even if we're going to like take better care of ourselves, we have to do these 10 things. And it becomes like this, like to do thing. And I feel like all the things that we're going to get into today are, are so powerful in really helping us to understand time differently and like what's possible. So I'm so excited. Yeah. And, you know, rather than all the to do's, like the to be's, who are we being? Yes, so that we can yes. ask for the to do's. Yes. I love it. All right. So when you, when I say mindset, what comes up for you? Mm. What comes up for me is this ability to be able to consciously look at, observe, have awareness around what am I thinking on repeat and what feelings are those thoughts eliciting? And so when I think mindset, I think about, I mean, it goes deep, but the simple way that I think about it is what are my thoughts? What are those thoughts? How are they making me feel? based off of how I'm feeling, what actions am I taking? And then based off the actions I'm taking, what is the reality around me? And do I like that reality? Okay, yes. Good thoughts, good feelings, good actions, good reality. Uh, and I I don't mean like good or bad. I mean, feel good. And mm-hmm. do I like this reality? Is it feeling good? Is it fulfilling? Is it not? Huh? What actions did I take to get here? Why did I take those actions? Where was I taking them? From what place? Why was I feeling that way? Mm, the thoughts. So I, I really think that mindset is about this ability to master what is running up here. What is, it's always going, it's automatic. You know, it's part of our autonomic nervous system. Our heart beats, our lungs breathe, our, our mind thinks. So it's not about shutting off the mind. It's about mastering the awareness of the repetitive thoughts that are happening in the mind. That's what it means to me. Oh, I love that. That was such a good explanation. And, mm-hmm. and how, how do you spend, like, what is, what is your favorite way or tool or way of being that helps you to do that? Like, what do you mm-hmm. recommend that people... I hate the word do, but but what do you recommend like like, as a way to remember experience? Yeah. I have three of three things that work really well for me. And, Mm -hmm. and I think that there could be subscribed to anybody. I don't think that they're unique to me. I think that everybody Mm -hmm. has access to them. Um, The first one, I know we hear it all the time and it truly is meditation. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, Back in 2012, I did my first yoga teacher training, my 200-hour yoga teacher training, so about a decade ago. And at the time, I only signed up for yoga teacher training because I lived in Nova Scotia, so in Eastern Canada, and I was just wrapping up my Bachelor of Education. I went back to school to be a teacher in my late 20s, and uh, the Nova Scotia education system was implementing yoga. And getting a teaching job in Nova Scotia is like far and few between. It's the economy's tanking. There's not a lot of jobs. So I thought, I'm going to put myself in a one-up position here. And I'm going to become a school teacher and a yoga teacher so that I can teach yoga 11 in the curriculum. So I go and take this yoga training for the wrong reasons is why I signed up. 
And what I didn't know is that it would ultimately change my whole entire life. And at 27 years old, I was starting to view everything differently. And I mean, again, this is over a decade ago. I was starting to notice my thoughts, notice my language, notice who I was hanging out with. And so I got in, I got invited, I would say, into the concept of meditation about a decade ago, but it never stuck because I never, I A, didn't let it stick and I didn't experience the benefits. Now, flash forward 2020, in the heat of the pandemic, March 10th, I go to Vancouver, opposite coast of Canada, to go do my advanced yoga teacher training. I was like, oh, I'm really in it now. I'm like, I like yoga. I want to learn more. So I go I get five days into this three-week training. I'm supposed to be there for 21 days. I was about to say, wait, how did that even work in March of 2020? But yeah, that's the and answer. It's like, <laughs> we have to send everybody home. I'm so sorry, but I guess I guess everybody has to stay at home. And I was like, what the f- what is going on here? Like, is is this not just a cold and flu? Why are we running out of toilet paper? I don't understand. So, um, but in those five days, those five days have completely changed the past three years of my life because it was mandatory that we get up in the darkness, meet together at 5.30, 6 a.m. and sit in silent meditation for 30 minutes. Now, I had never sat in meditation for 30 minutes prior to this, but I was in a room of about 12 other women and our teacher and the teacher was, you know, she's incredible. And we would sit in the dark and she offered us a few different ways to meditate, to sit in silence. And after five days, I couldn't get over how I felt. I was like, this is magic. It's voodoo. What is going on? Like, how come everybody doesn't have access to this? So I came home and I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to do. We weren't really leaving our houses. So I was like, I'm going to dive deep into meditation. And I got insight timer. I, I got pretty addicted to tracking my meditation. Like how many days can I go in a row? Um, and so now it's just become very non-negotiable part of my day. I meditate the same way I brush my teeth. It's like, I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to meditate. It's just part of my day. And what meditation does for me is it it doesn't i don't sit there and like transcend off into some place like you know maybe a buddhist monk in the mountains might do that that's not what meditation is for me most times most times i'm like oh my gosh i'm thinking about that client a lot and what is going on and oh no not the to-do list it's it's an awareness of wow i'm giving a lot of my attention and energy to this person or this place or this thing could i pause that and come back to my breath or come back to a mantra could i set my intention for my day? Could I get into my visualization? So it's a really long roundabout way of saying it, but I just want to make sure that everybody hears that I don't, meditation is a practice. It's not to be perfected. So if you're like, I can't do it. Yes, you can just try again. So meditation is what definitely helps me have awareness of my thoughts. I'm a big journaler. I have had like a diary since I've been a kid and same thing. Some people are like, I don't know what to write about. I often, I, I got into the morning pages, which is a Julia Cameron method from the artist way. I'm a big and, fan. <laughs> yeah, you're a big fan. Um, mm. and for me, I set my three pages up in this way and this works for me. Again, this is not what anybody has to do, but I spend my first page with a recap of life. Like, here's what happened yesterday and here's what I'm going to do today. So I can look back on it in 10 years and be like, Oh yeah, I, 
I podcasted with Mia that March in 2023. Um, you know, so I write down sort of what's going on on my first page. My second page, I write everything I'm grateful for. My third page, my desires, my dreams, what I'm manifesting. And I find that gets me into a really flowy state for the day, sets my mind up for a good place. I just finished my morning pages before getting on with you. And then third thing, the the like holy grail of it all is alone time in nature. Not like walking a sidewalk path on a busy street. I mean, like getting into the woods where I don't put in a headphone or anything. I'm just me and my dogs. I'm not talking to anybody. Sometimes my husband will say, can can I join you on the walk? And I'll say, yeah, but I don't really want to talk. And he'll say, okay. <laughs> and I just like to go and just look around and look at like what nature is showing me and teaching me and noticing my thoughts, my observations. And once again, it's a noticing and deciding, yeah, that thought does make me feel good or huh, that's a shitty feeling thought. Could I replace it? Could I park it? Is it doing me any service? So meditation, journaling, time in nature. I think if anybody was to pick up one of those three and with the intention of, I want to be an observer of my thoughts, your life will shift and it will shift fast. Yeah, I hear that 100% and try to practice those things too. And for anyone who's listening who is like, how how can you do that first thing in the morning? There was a long time where I didn't do that. So I now have high schoolers and I have more mm. freedom in the morning and I, I do love the morning. <laughs> but there was a time when like that just made me feel really bad about all the practices and the mm. badness sort of outweighed the actual practices. And so I would, you know, start my work day and then that would be the first things I did. And usually I had childcare or people were at school eventually or whatever. So I did it like after. But for many years, I felt guilty about all those people talking about like their miracle mornings that start at 530. And I'm like, I can't do that if I like get up, like all the kids wake up or whatever, you know, so we do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think making it work for you. And it's like, doesn't have to be morning, you know, if your time out in nature or your meditation or your journaling is like dead in the middle of the afternoon, like it's just packed right in the middle of all of your stuff. All right. Then fit it in there. Yeah. All right. So you used a word a few times that I want to, I'm, I'm so excited to hear your take on. We've definitely covered this a bit, but I feel like, first of all, time is making the topic of manifestation more nuanced. But also, I think it's really just important to talk about and help everyone understand what it even means to focus on manifesting things. Mm. Will, you, will you tell us a little bit about that? And I mean, I we would love also for you to weave in your story because I know you have like an amazing story of, of changing how things were going. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. So what, what I think manifesting is and, and how I see it playing out. Yeah. Yeah. Manifesting. I always think it's really interesting when I meet people now and they're like, I don't believe in manifesting. I don't think it's real. And I said, well, it's happening for you anyway. So whether you believe in it or not, uh, I don't know what to tell you. You are manifesting everything. I believe in it. Good or bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right or wrong. Neutral. It's manifesting to me is a thought and a feeling together. So you, you have a thought of something. Maybe you have a thought of your ideal partnership and the thought of your ideal partnership elicits this feeling 
And the feeling is like mm, warm and fuzzy and flirty and like, yeah, I would, I would love to feel that way. Okay. So you have a feeling now. I think that that's the most important piece here. We can think all day long. The, the, the thinking creates the feeling and the feeling has an electromagnetic force. Like we are, we are electric. We are magnetic. We are, we are vibrant. We are all of those things. And that creates a frequency. And if people are like, what are you talking about? Then even just take your hands together, rub your hands together, feel that friction, feel that heat, feel that energy. That's, that is magnetism, but take that tenfold. And that is what your heart has the biggest electromagnetic field in your whole body. So if you are having a feeling that comes from your heart space, like love and joy and, and happiness and abundance and gratitude from the thought that you created. Well, now your heart is like, woof, woof, woof. and if people aren't seeing this and they're just listening, th that, that noise that I'm <laughs> making is going with a hand gesture of like, imagine big waves, like a big harpy coming off of your body that has a magnet. And this is where all of a sudden, you know, the, we think that there's this equation of I have to um, be someone and then I have to do something and then I will have the thing. But if we understand quantum physics, which some people are like, that's pseudoscience. Okay, whatever. Label it whatever you want. It, it's happening. We, When we are being the person who is feeling love, feeling abundance, feeling gratitude because of the thought that we're thinking and the feeling that we're feeling, all of a sudden we don't have to do anything that the have appears. So you're dreaming of this ideal partnership. This is the example I'm using. So I, I did manifest my husband. Um, <laughs> we were thinking that and you don't have to go on a dating app or you don't have to be set up on a blind date or you don't have to do those things when you are being the person that is attracting abundance and love and joy and gratitude, all of a sudden you bump into somebody in the cracker aisle at the grocery store. And it's like, oh, sorry, I, I, these are my favorite kind of crackers. I didn't see you there. Oh, these are my favorite kind of crackers too. And you just never know. The love story can bloom from there. It's being open and available to the belief that if I think something and it creates a feeling and the feeling has a magnetic force to it, is there not another magnetic force matching that somewhere out in the ether? Absolutely, there is. And we hear stories of it all the time. And, you know, I now as an adult, I, I think it's really interesting to have this like deeper understanding of manifesting, of seeing something come into your physical reality that matches a feeling that you've already felt. That's what it is to me. And I remember being a kid and uh, both my parents worked and I, I would, I would say I was an early teenager. Maybe I was like 11, mm. 12, 13, that sort of thing. I didn't have my driver's license yet. I know I was like before having my driver's license and my mom worked every day till like four or five o'clock. My dad did shift work. So he, he wasn't always home for dinner. And I remember starting to practice what I would want to manifest. I didn't, I didn't call it manifesting then. I would, I'd be like, am I psychic? I would think like, I really hope mom brings this home for dinner. I really hope when mom comes home for dinner that this is what we're having. And, you know, I would think like, oh, I hope she picks up my favorite kind of pizza. And then she'd come in the door and say, I really didn't feel like cooking tonight. So I picked up pizza and I'd be like, oh my gosh, it's working. <laughs> oh my God. I <laughs> love that. 
they have some sort of magic power. What the hell is going on? Um, and you know, and then parked it for a while, a long while. I'd say I parked it all through my early twenties when I did a lot of things that went against what I wanted. You know, I didn't want to go to university after high school, but all of my teachers and my friends, my parents were like, you're smart. School's easy for you. Go to school, go to post-secondary. And it was not what I wanted. I was avoiding my intuition at all costs to appease everybody else. And so when I was avoiding that, Things were coming into my life, people, places, experiences, and things coming into my life, relationships, friendships, uh, missed opportunities that now I can say and take responsibility for. Yeah, I manifested those too. Like I manifested the heartache and, and the cheating and all, and all of the things that happened to me. If I want to take responsibility for all of the amazing things and say I manifested those, then I have to be willing to take responsibility for the things that didn't feel good and say I manifested those too. And then this goes, you know, we can take this a layer deeper where people are like, oh, but do people manifest, you know, really, really hard things, abuse and, and, and these terrible things that people experience? Well, I don't, I'm not, I'm not God. I'm not universe. I don't have the answer to that. What I know is I manifested the experiences to have the lessons from for me. And I can't explain it for anybody else, but I know for me, if I can look at the lesson that came out of all of life's experiences so far, and has it shaped me and molded me to be who I am, did was that part of my path of, in my life? I believe so, yeah. Absolutely, I love that. All right, so I'm thinking of um, some of the people who you work with a lot and, and and some of the people in our community as well. So we t- we, we tend to always have a few people listening who have taken some time off to be mm-hmm. a mom mm-hmm. um, and maybe, you know, left a career behind for whatever reason and are ready to do the next thing. And that feels really hard. And I know you work with a lot of people who might be in a job like a teacher, mm-hmm. like you were <laughs> um, yeah. and, and wanting to do the next thing. So when things are feeling out of alignment, right? Like, so at that point, maybe like it doesn't, it doesn't feel great that you're Mm -hmm. not working or it doesn't feel great that you're in this job. How do you not just like, you know, I feel like there's a a lot of advice around like, just like faking it till you make it. But like, I don't think that's what you're saying. Like, I don't think that's what a lot of your practice, like you're Mm -hmm. telling us everyone to be honest about their feelings. So how do you, what, what is your ideas of of like transitioning and Mm -hmm. and how, how to best be where you are um, on this pathway to where you want to be? Yeah, that's a great question. And yeah, I, I, I don't ever look at it as fake until you make it. I believe my viewpoint is more of a embody it. Um, yeah. Embody it until you believe it. And Mm. so in terms of the transitioning from, you know, maybe a career or a job that you didn't love to what's next or taking time off to raise children and then what's next, or maybe, you know, over the past three years with the pandemic and the current financial situation that we seem to be in in North America, maybe you've lost your job. I know we have a lot of people in our community that have been let go from their yep. career that they've been in for two decades, right? Yes. And so what does that look like? And, you know, it sounds like so cliche and it's the classic age old coaching question. And it's 
what do you really want? And if people are like, I don't know, then I think contrast is a beautiful way to start to gain clarity. Well, what don't you want? How don't you want to spend your day? Okay, if you, if you can get clear on what you don't want, you can start to move the needle towards what you do want. And I think being okay that our desires don't always have to be these big grand desires that you might see with like celebrities and influencers and that sort of thing. It doesn't have to be a mansion on the hill with your yacht parked out front. And if that's what you want, great. But where you might be beginning is like, I really don't want to wake up to an alarm. I really don't want to work under fluorescent lights. I really don't want to have to stay until 5 p.m. when my kids play basketball after school every day. I want to go catch their game. Whatever it might be, it's like, can you truly pinpoint the little things that you would really love to be experiencing. That's another thing, right? It's experiencing embodying being. And when you can get clear on those, it's starting to ask yourself, well, like, what's important to me? Is it important that I go get a job and make 150K a year and I'm miserable, but I'm secure in air quotes? Um, you know, I'm secure, I have the safety, and are you really is another thing. Or, is what's more important to you to figure out a way to build a life around what it is that you really want and trust, especially as women, trust that you are experienced, you are educated. And if you're, even if somebody's like, but I didn't do post-secondary, you're educated in life. You're raising human beings. If you are a mom and you took time off, you have more experience than anybody else. <laughs> Right. And, and then also like for the mom piece is your role modeling to your kids. And I love that quote from Ed Milet. And it really stands out for me where he says, you know, you, we say to our kids, you can be and do and have anything you want. And then they say, but why aren't you? And it's like, I don't ever want to be in that position. I, and I'll be very transparent. I'm not a parent yet. I hope to be. I hope that's in my journey and in my life path. And I really, really hope that when I say that to my daughters or my kids, you can be whatever you want, that they say, yeah, I see mom going after it. I see her. Maybe she doesn't have it, but she's going after it. She's trying. She's setting the example that I could try. And so I think for people who are on that transition, it's like trusting in yourself, having faith that why don't you get to live the life that you want to live if if other people are doing it it's that you know the universal laws the very first universal law is law of oneness well if you see somebody else doing it rather than comparing yourself to them look at it as proof look at it as, as what's available and and get clear on what would light you up so questions that you know we ask a lot of women when they're coming into say a line business school which is like the the foundation of building a business or a side business is what could you talk about all day, be doing all day, uh, uh, be creating all day. Those are the th three things. Do you want to be creating, doing, or talking? And when you get clear on that, and it's like, imagine somebody shows up at your doorstep with a check for an unimaginable amount, and they say, you have to create the thing all day. You have to do the thing all day or be the thing all day. What is that for you? And yeah, maybe the check isn't here yet. And maybe if it's knitting all day, you don't have the supplies yet, but you just got some insight into how you truly want to live your day. And the universe, God, creator, mother nature, whatever it is, I do believe we have to believe in something bigger than us, is it's listening and it's going to 
it's going to provide, but it's asking you to go first. It's like calling up the universe and saying like, you know, picking up your phone, Hey universe, I'd, I'd really love to knit all day, but then you don't go <laughs> meditating. You don't journal and you don't get into the woods and you're like, how come the universe isn't answering me? It's like the universe is trying to call you back and say, Hey, c- connect with this old friend. They're giving away all their knitting supplies or something like that. But you're not taking any damn time to listen. So we have to get quiet to be like, Oh yeah, I did ask for that thing. And what's the response I'm getting? What's my next? step. You, we can ask for help. Like what would be my next step in building a business? What would be my next step in supporting people? What, you know, X, Y, Z. And I think taking it to, to that place of, of trust, of, of worthiness. And then also the scientific piece of like, we have our reticular activating system. And I know that's like a really trendy hip word right now. And if anybody is listening, they're like, I don't know what that means. Uh, I actually don't think anyone's talked about that on the podcast. You're the first one. It's not funny. We talk about a lot of things. (laughs) Well, the, I think RAS or reticular activating system, the simple way that I like to think about it is like a net or a web. I think that is the Latin term for reticular, a net or a web that captures your thoughts. And oftentimes we don't realize what we're putting into our reticular activating system, but it's, it's like a web that shows you more of what you're thinking of, more of what you're feeling. You know, the classic example of you think about a white car and then all of a sudden you see white cars everywhere. Well, when our reticular activating system is working with us, we can choose to put stuff in our web. So if you're looking for other entrepreneurial women, other women who transition into stay-at-home working, stay-at-home moms, if you're looking for proof of other women who have built six-figure businesses, then go looking for that and say, oh, proof, putting it in my RAS. Find visuals of it, find audios of it, find real-life examples of it. Because at in the same conversation, we can put stuff into our RAS that repeats, that shows us more of what we don't want. Oh, yeah, look at her struggling. Oh, she tried to start a business and it didn't work out. Okay, you could choose to put that in your RAS if you want. I don't recommend it. I would say, "Mm, that doesn't get a place in my web. So I'm going to go out searching for the thing that does and really being mindful of that. And so you can do that in little ways. You can change all your passwords to be an affirmation. You can change the background of your phone. You can have an accountability buddy where every day you remind each other what it is that you really desire in your life. Every single time you tell your mind, remind it of that thing that you want to see, that you want proof of, then you're doing that. You're building your reticular activating system. And it can only take in so much. Like an example that I love to give people is, I think most people have Facebook. And when you log into Facebook, I would love for everybody listening to go log into their Facebook after this and actually just look at everything on the page. Because most times we zone in on like, oh, the post I made or this person is sending me a DM. If you look at the entire space of Facebook, one page, your reticular activating system is meant to capture the information that you need and to leave everything else behind. You'll notice all the now you'll notice all the ads, you'll notice the things that are over on the left hand side, you'll notice what's at the top of the screen. Whereas maybe prior to this conversation, you would never thought about that. But that is your reticular activating system in action. It's capturing information that you will benefit from processing and it leaves the rest behind. I love that. And, and I, it's, I'm just thinking of a conversation I was having a couple of days ago with someone who was like, I'm just never going to find a job because of ageism. And I was mm. like, 
Well, you know, if we surround ourselves with stories of that, like I, like literally that wasn't even a concept that I had like thought about, like in my brain, I get smarter and smarter by the year. Like when I look at myself in my twenties, I'm like, Oh my God, like I can't wait till 50. Um, so, so I think it's how, and I love, but I love what you said. The reason I'm telling this story is I love what you said about looking for the proof. I just think that's Mm -hmm. so important. I think we, we sort of forget because a lot of times when we when we get that initial download, I think we forget that like it's not an original thought usually <laughs> that it exists somewhere else. And yeah. we keep looking for it. And it's pretty easy to find proof mm-hmm. of like in this example, older women doing amazing things in the world and making a ton of money and making an impact and thriving even after they've been divorced or they're, you know, something happened to a kid. Like there's just so many examples of everything. And so I think when we really go look for that, that can really help. Mm, Yeah. And I mean, especially now in the age of technology, I like sometimes, you know, I, I'm in the school of thought of like, I love technology and I'm so grateful. My parents live on the other opposite coast of Canada. I FaceTime them all the time. It feels like I'm there with them. I love technology. I love it for all of the women I can connect with around the globe. And other times I'm like, oh, I want to live in the woods and never use the internet again. And if we're, if we're, if you have a phone and you have Google, and I just recently looked up the statistic to see. I'm, I'm like, okay, so we've just crossed over 8 billion people on the planet. And I want to know how many of those 8 billion people have access to the internet? Over 5 billion people on the planet have access to the internet. So all it takes is one quick Google search. Women over 50 who started over and succeeded, go down your rabbit hole, watch the YouTube videos, watch the TED Talks, read the articles. It's there. It all exists for you. You don't have to find a library and look up an encyclopedia. It's like, I it's do you right- remember that? It was yeah. really hard to find information at one point. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, what's funny is when I was a teacher, my very first year, I was teaching um, grade seven, eight, nine. And my grade nine students, one of the very first days, they said to me, I kept a journal of funny things that students said in this topped the list. The student said, Miss McClellan, that was my last name back then. Do you remember when internet was plugged into the wall? And I was like, oh my freaking God. <laughs> yes. I remember when internet was plugged into the wall. I remember when internet came to life. Like I, we never had internet in high school. So yes, I remember when it was plugged into the wall. <laughs> Oh my God. That's so funny. We had to dial in a phone that you don't even know what that is anymore. (laughs) Oh, I know. It's hilarious. Yeah. So I just think like, if it's here, take advantage of it. You know, if, if the internet is there, if you're listening to this, you have a phone or a computer or something, go out and build your reticular activating system, build your proof. And I like to offer up to I mean, I say women because that's who I primarily work with, you know, categorize your life. And I mean, that is like wheel of life and coaching. It's very coaching model. And it's why let one shoe drop? So if you want to, you know, think about what you want to manifest or the abundance that you want in your health, well, also think about what you want in your wealth and, and your love life and your relationships and your introspective practices and what would, and break health down. What do you want for your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health? And start to really play around with like, how do I really want to live? And where can I find proof of that? Yeah, I love that. I mean, 
yeah, around here, we're trying to help people follow through with, with deciding, but you have to take that first step of really deciding how you want to live. And yeah. so often we convince ourselves that we're too busy for that. Like there's no time when, you know, when I mm-hmm. leave this job, when the kids grow a little older, like, and I can pretty much say from working with a lot of women who've like told that story from each thing, like that doesn't actually happen until you decide. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. Exactly. Like it's a, there is no time. There's a time you decide and it can be like 20 years. It can be one year. I mean, you, so amazingly had your epiphany in your, yeah, I mean, you know, in your first career, which is so cool. Mm, yeah. Time is a construct. And I mean, that's yeah. a whole other podcast, know, but, right? it, it, but it really is. And if people are, you know, are like, well, how it's like, well, look at the, look at the difference of, you know, how a kid views two months of summer, or maybe you as the parent view two months of summer when the kids are home and nine months of carrying a baby. Like, right you know, look at like, does one feel excruciatingly short and one feel excruciatingly long? And yeah, I I mean, that's just a silly little example, but time is a construct. We just made it up. 100%. 100%. I tell all the time that like, I tell the story all the time and clarify at the end what I mean by it. Like that I, when I decided to get healthy 15 years ago, that it was like overnight. And obviously it wasn't really overnight, but it just felt so aligned. Like usually when things feel aligned, time is not stressful, right? And when things don't feel aligned, time can feel like we're constantly pushing a ball up a big mountain. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think about when I was a teacher and my days were quote unquote long and I was so miserable and so stressed out. And I thought, is this my life? Like, am I 30 years old and this stressed out? Is my work making me this miserable? Is it affecting all my relationships in this way? And I, and then I would think on everybody's telling me I have to do this till I'm 65. Oh my God, there has to be another way. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. I was right there with you, (laughs) but I didn't make it as long in the corporate thing. I think I made it like 18 months. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I love this. I love this conversation so much. So Nicole, will you tell us how people can find you and, and who it is who should come looking? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, anybody that wants to, I think be inspired or reminded of how incredibly powerful our thoughts are and our feelings and how to cultivate and manifest your your best life, like whatever that means to you. My definition and your definition, everybody else's are going to be different. And I love providing the space for people to be able to define that. Um, and so, yeah, come in, come on over to our website, www.myalignedpurpose.com. And I say our website because I am co-owner of My Aligned Purpose. I'm one half and I'm the mindset half of my line purpose. And I do lots of NLP exercises with people inside of our program. So neuro-linguistic oh, programming. Into that. Oh, my God. oh, I know. Whole, <laughs> whole other like trajectory of conversation. And I'm the host of our podcast. So my line purpose podcast. And I do a segment every Monday called TGIM, where I believe that you can put Monday on a pedestal, maybe the same way we put Friday or Saturday. And um and then we have two programs. And so the first program is Align Business School. And that is really for the women. It's a safe space to say, 
I don't even know how to start an email list. Or like, where do you get a URL? How do I collect payment? Like really the basics of building a business. Uh, we create a really epic community inside of there. And then our second community is called Platinum Experience. And that is for the women who have built the business. And then they're like, I feel a little lonely. Where are the other women building businesses? And does anybody else want to give up? Should I just go collect a paycheck? No, 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 no. Stay here. Let's keep the conversation going. And so those are the two... Um, programs that we work with women in. And yeah, I, and then we have a free community. And so when you head to our website, you'll see the free community if you want to come and just see what we're up to. We go live every Monday. It's called Coffee Cheers. And we talk about what books we're reading, what's in our mug. Some people, you know, we've got our coffee, we've got our lattes, our matches, all that stuff. Uh, we shout out other women in our community. And um, and then we just talk about like, what's going on? How How's everybody's mindset? Can we make you have a better week this week? Oh my gosh. I love that. So good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything that I've like forgotten to ask or uh, closing words that you want to leave everybody with today? No, I would just love to ask you what feels like your favorite mindset practice. What's here for you? It's funny. Mine are very similar to yours. Um, so, uh, but I will share something that's new and different. So meditation. So I have done morning pages probably for, I don't know, a very long time, like 15 years. I, I love that practice and they've shifted a little bit. I actually now do a little bit more thought work in them. So I'll do like a page of just a real dump and then I'll go through and try to sort of consciously see where I can improve my thoughts in those pages. I just don't, that's not at all what Julia Cameron intended, but that's how I use them now. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's the use it however yeah, it works for you, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's one thing I do and something that I've become obsessed with. So I was definitely like in a meditation hole during the pandemic. Like I just, I have three teenagers and everybody was home and like the idea of just, having space <laughs> was really hard. And I feel like I got out of my normal practice, which was pretty disciplined because I find meditation makes um, a big difference. But recently it was like, in it, this is like you saying all the whispers. Um, I just like kept hearing, like we have a um, nervous system practitioner within our group. And so she mentioned it one time and then I'm in mm -hmm. this mastermind and somebody mentioned it. And I have this like business guy, person who I talk to once a week and he mentioned it. I'm like, what is going on? And it's Qigong. Oh. And so I've been doing it now for a hundred days. Wow. And, but it's like meditation meets movement. And I can like feel the energy moving and it gives me, it's just like, so it's like, literally I do the same exact 20 minute practice on a YouTube video every single day, but, um, something about it has really helped, mm, like connect me back to sort of meditation and yoga in a way that I was kind of like, somehow the pandemic took me out of, I was also a big hot yoga fan. So when we couldn't go to yoga classes, I kind of got a little bitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, I, that's I ended my, my yoga career in during the pandemic. I was like, well, I don't want to teach on Zoom. So I think my time here is done. Yeah, but yeah I, yeah, I love that. I The Qigong, my acupuncturist always shares videos of it. And I, I've not tried it yet. And now I'm, I'm feeling a little bit more inspired to say, yeah, it's, it's, check so, it's so meditation. interesting. It's like, it's like part, of, yeah, it really is moving meditation, but it's almost like, you're really clear of the energy while you're meditating. Like you're really clear of the movement of it um, and you can't fall asleep, which I was starting to do in meditation. So anyway, yeah, that's, that, those are the two things that are really 
really playing a lot. But one of the things that I'm really leaning into now and why I'm so glad we're having a lot of these conversations now on the podcast is just what happens when you spend two hours a day on like mindset and mm-hmm. thought work and energy work? Like, how does that really start to shift things? So that's a, a real big part of my experimentations right now. Yeah, I think that's uh, a great experiment to be diving into. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, thanks so much, Mia. I loved having oh, this Thank you so much for being yeah. here. And for everyone listening, we will put all those links in the show, note and mm. show notes. And thank you for being here with us today. Okay, thanks so much. Have a good day. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes. So you can take what you've heard and put it into action. Because action is where change comes from. And here's the thing. We decide that we want to change. And often that change feels really big to us because it's different than how things are now. And so we often assume that because the the change we want is big, that the action we have to take has to also be big. And then we kind of get stuck. So I have found over and over and over again in my own life, and also in the lives of hundreds of clients, that the little things truly do add up. So if you can take one thing and really commit to it and make it work into your life and make it yours and make it work in your schedule and with your exact circumstances, then you can add to it the next week and do the next change and the next change. And all those things really add up and create a snowball effect momentum to the change that you're wanting. And because they're doable, you can stay in that energy of action. And that's what we want for you. So with every conversation I have, we always choose three doable changes so that you can choose one of them and really work with it over the course of a week. And then the next week, you can choose the next one. And I love this way for creating real change. All right, here are my three from my conversation with Nicole. Number one, meditate. You can use an app to help you. You can simply sit and notice your breath and where your mind flows. Just remember this. Remember it's a practice. It might feel different on different days and in different times of your life. It might feel different from morning to evening. Try going in with an open mind instead of thinking, I can't meditate. All right, this is a good one. And I will fully admit, a lifelong doable change in my world. I meditate every day, but it is different every day. And so you sort of have to keep showing up to it. All right, number two, journal. Try writing three pages each morning. It could be first thing, right when you get up. Or if it works better that you've maybe gotten some kids out of the house or had your coffee, you can do it when you get to your desk. The thing is, don't edit your thoughts. Just put them down on paper. You can choose to start with some structure, like what happened yesterday? What am I looking forward to today? And you could just choose to do a brain dump and then see what thoughts stand out or where maybe today you could shift your mindset just a little bit. All right, number three, get into nature. Get off the road. Turn off your phone. Maybe don't even turn on music or a podcast, even this one, right? Maybe you're walking in nature right now. Maybe you just 
Press pause. Just walk and pay attention. See what you notice. Tune into your thoughts and what is showing up all around you. It seems like extra, but it can be so powerful. All right. I can't wait to see what you implement. Feel free to share, especially over on Instagram or shoot us an email or a direct message. I love hearing from you and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day. 